This is a Space Wizards Tavern production. Previously on Wild Space. Who is this? It's me. We need an evac now. I'm putting you at a super prison. Is that where you're at? Don't want to talk about it. Just get me out of here. Oh, that's a great argument. Actually, that's a that's a fantastic use of that. And I'm I'm very proud that you came up with that. And it wasn't your lawyer <laughs> advising you. I can do good. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> I just jump on and give you a big hug. A big, big hug. He hits the throttle so hard. That Sawyer Jax doesn't even have a chance to sit down. He, he does the waltz from the front of the transport all the way to the back of the transport and gets put in a seat right in the back. We broke into a prison. I fought a guy named Vibro. I stole uh, some papers and I think we got the holocron. It's been a great day. Oh my God. Oh my God. First of all, remember old Clyde Tubbs? Tubby? So it turns out Clyde Tubbs is a crime lord. I did not see that coming. Clyde Tubbs is the leader of the do-gooders. And between old Clyde Tubbs and some lady that he used to date by the name of Bronosaro. And she's a, she's a Syrian. Bronosaurus, we met her. You're on the bounty boards? I just kind of salute. Did that have anything to do with a boffin by chance? Let's get back to old Clyde Tubbs. He's a pretty solid guy. He gifted us 1,500 credits. Whoa! Mm. Do-gooder soldier, mercenary soldiers start to pour out of the of the doors, and they look like they're starting to move toward the um, the backside of the spaceport into defensive positions. Okay, let's get to the ship. Yeah, that's uh, that's our high. T- that's the high sign to get the f out. We need a hearth. <laughs> We're going to hearth to the ship. <laughs> right. I just start pulling papers out of my pants and out of my shirt and everything, and just like just putting them in a pile in front of him. <laughs> On one line, it reads cryogenics, profound suppressive effects on aggression. That, my friends, is no doubt a Sith holocron. Vec Dugo said that that, uh, the the, the provite that were ghosts, and then we found like a provite maybe in a bacta tank. It was frozen. Yeah, what he said. It was frozen, and I unplugged it. You found a provite? Yeah, its eyes looked all jacked up. It's like its eyes were like facing forward to begin, but then its eyes ended up on the side of its head at the end of it. The alarms on the control panels for the galaxy run start to alert. (laughs) Did you think you'd be able to escape my reach? Welcome to your life on the run, gentlemen. Mark my words, I will find you. You are are either incredibly lucky or rather skilled in the art of investigation. I chose Diesel Prime because of the planet's extreme temperatures to discover if the hot climate had any effects on the Provite's behavior. What, What I discovered, rather, was that the species reacted adversely to exactly the opposite of heat. Through experimentation with cryogenics, I found the extreme cold could effectively cripple the provite. Also among my belongings is a data card with the coordinates to your next destination. Survive to the end of this journey and the most valuable knowledge in the entire galaxy could be yours. 
Welcome to Wild Space. This is a bit of an anomaly of a show. We have some points that we have to allocate to our three heroic adventurers, and there's just frankly no great way to do this inside the universe other than doing it the way that we're going to do it right now. Uh, we will be getting right back into the RPG of this particular show in a second, but for right now, we're going to talk to you about uh, where we have put some points. Cash was uh, a benevolent GM, I would say, and granted us 60 XP points. Is that right? It is very correct. Uh, 60 XP points. And the way that, that we did that, the way we kind of spaced it out, um, I wasn't sure how to actually allocate it because we had gone so long in between um, you know, all the sessions and episodes that we had that I just kind of had to space it out. So I did a little bit of research on it, and it turns out it was like... You know, a, a 60 is probably a little bit generous, but about right for all the sessions that we had. We just like waited to stack them all up. So, you know, we didn't want to overdo it and make us like super powerful. But at the same time, for the next parts of the show and for our adventure, 60 XP is going to allow us some pretty good flexibility with uh, with our characters. Yeah, I suppose we could have been like uh, like a Mario player and you just ching, <laughs> you're constantly this rolling XP boost, but it makes a lot more sense to me. Uh, and JB, I, I don't know if you feel this way, but it makes more sense to me uh, at the end of a at the end of a sort of planet or an arc or something like that to get the reward. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's no different than gaming. You know, when you finish the quest, you get the XP. So to me, this is like, yeah, it's, it's like every day in the gaming world. That's fine. <laughs> this makes sense. Okay, so Sawyer Jax, we are. By the way, I should mention. Um, you probably already know this by now, but we are using the Fantasy Flight Star Wars uh, RPG system, and. In that, they made some sort of, how can we put it, expansions to the character types. And one of the character types is the Charmer. And that is what Sawyer Jex is. So he has got a tree, and I put uh, a few points into the talent tree. I didn't have any points in the talent tree at the beginning, um, but now I have a few. So I have Smooth Talker. Uh, when first acquired, choose one skill between Charm, Coercion, Deception, or Negotiation. And I think I'm going to choose Charm because it's the most fun for Sawyer. Uh, and when making checks with that skill, you can spend a Triumph to gain additional hits equal to the ranks in Smooth Talker. So basically when I roll a Triumph, uh, it can be worth a whole bunch of successes, which is great. Um, then you don't run into that problem of like, well, you completely botched the whole thing, but you got a Triumph, so I guess that's good, right? Sawyer uh, likes to botch things. Yeah, he does. He does tend to have somewhat of a history of screwing things up. Uh, the second one is Kill with Kindness, uh, which is even better. I love uh, that name. I know. <laughs> so true. Uh, I get to remove uh, setbacks per rank of Kill with Kindness from all charm and leadership checks. It turns out that Sawyer is actually quite good at leadership. Um, so I'm going to try to use that maybe a little bit and uh, trying to rally uh, my friends, particularly uh, Kron Kolto on this next planet, I think, since JB may or may not be back in the ship <laughs> for some reason. Uh, and then uh, the last one is Disarming Smile. These talents have got great names, do they not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah take Disarming cool. Smile actions. Succeed at an opposed charm check. So if I'm trying to charm somebody else, who's also trying to charm me, which would be about the most hilarious thing ever. Uh, you can uh, lower all defenses of a target by ranks in Disarming Smile until the end of an encounter. So 
If I'm trying to charm a person and and it's like a it's a battle of wills, like against their resilience, right? Um, then I would, uh, if I succeed, then I lower uh, all of their uh, defenses. Basically, they are completely oh malleable at that point if I win. I love how much your character, Sawyer Jax, is reminiscent of like of who you are. And like this, <laughs> this is this is a total gush on my friend Sonny, but he can charm the freaking fur off of a Wookiee in real life. So this totally goes with his personality. So I'm not style. actually role playing here. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking. I'm just talking. I'm just me. Just talking. Um, and then uh, I also I put a, I put another rank in charm because I figured why not. Um, however, I did do something that was off book. I put a I put a rank in skullduggery, which I think uh, Sawyer's getting better at, and I put a rank in a non-career path with computers because <laughs> Sawyer thinks that he's good at computers, but he's not, but he is actually getting better because for some reason he's the guy that they keep going to for computer stuff. And so he keeps getting into this. And so he's innately somehow getting a little bit better at it. So that, uh, that is the like that. XP uh, update on Sawyer Jax. As far as like stuff that he has, uh, we'll get a little bit more into that in a bit, I think. But right now, he's he's got a pair of skinny jeans on. He's got a, a flannel shirt. Um, he got a comm link and a holdout blaster. I think he's taken most of the papers out of his pants, but he really doesn't have a whole lot else other than that. His resplendent <laughs> robes are still in a prison somewhere on... Yeah, um, and permeated with poop. In a, in a poop dumpster on Diesel Prime over there. <laughs> so I think that's pretty much it for for Sawyer Jax. JB, what do you what do you have for Mr. Vec Dugo? So Vec's pretty much a straightforward kind of guy, and really like he he knows what he's good at, and he's starting to gradually get better at those like core things. One of those is intimidation, um, and, and it's kind of fun playing that out with with you guys because one thing I like is that so he's had to have this role in his life of being quote all things to all men. So being if he needed to be gruff over here, he'd be gruff. If he needed to be friendly over here, he'd be friendly. And so with these two cohorts that he's growing to just love, he's just being himself, which is actually kind of sarcastic, laid back, and, you know, a little bit of wit. And so really, he outside of that, he's kind of an old soul, so very straightforward. So I kind of, I didn't do any, you know, any of the, um, uh, of the talents. I just went with career skills to help focus on what he's already doing so in that case i went and it's not eventful trust me i did athletics and then more on coercion mainly to keep building up the fact of okay if i need to intimidate somebody i can do that thing if i need to be athlete you know climb that ladder a little bit better maybe the next quest <laughs> i can do that thing or jump you know whatever i need to do to help acquire the target but outside of that no it, it's been a honestly it's been a lot of fun playing vec and and kind of going back and forth and making questionable choices choices for the audience to listen and uh, <laughs> take in so <laughs> like draw, like time. drawing down on mercenaries that have you at gunpoint <laughs> i regret nothing i'm like let's just roll the dice oh you know, man i'm gonna touch I, on that in a minute you know i was telling cash afterward i'm like hey if you'd killed me i would have been okay like that would have been the arc 
of Vectugo, aka how not to be a bounty hunter. <laughs> oh man, I, I can't wait to to start hitting on some of my stuff because I'm going to tell a little story about that. Yeah. So uh, honestly, that's uh, that's it with Vec. I mean, he's very simple, straightforward, dude. Uh, honestly, and he's really growing to enjoy his compatriots. So your coercion has got. Uh, pardon me. Yeah, your coercion has got to be through the roof at this point, right? Oh, it's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's are, stupid. You are in. You are now truly the intimidating gank uh, that you had always wanted to be. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, yeah, he's, he's, he. Honestly, he's having fun, and he's using his gross appearance, which is a giant, angry-looking, psychotic furball, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know. To his advantage. With now a Mandalorian helmet. With now a Mandalorian helmet. I just I just picture Elmo with a Mandalorian helmet on. He's <laughs> like fur, fur coming out. And got out. shocked by lightning with fur, yeah. <laughs> That's all I picture every time. Cash, what say you? Okay, so um, it's, those are going to be kind of hard to follow because mine are super like intellectual and boring. But Dr. Kron Colto is a combat healer like that's that has been his whole thing so um i did go into the talent tree and with my points i pretty much dropped it right down the surgeon and stim application line um so things like uh, uh, making medicine checks a little bit easier uh in healing wounds on some of my compatriots healing additional wounds per rank uh stim at my stim applications are going to be much more effective if I ever get to use them, um, which here comes the story as the game master a couple episodes back when Jibs's character decided to draw down on two mercenaries who were behind them with critical chance. I'm not kidding you, bro. Like I know you could hear it in my voice. I don't know if the listeners could hear it in my voice, but I was like, this is not the way it's supposed to go. <laughs> I did not write this into the script. I was so ready to fire on you with critical chance. And then I started thinking about it and I on the fly changed, changed the course of what we were doing and had three other mercenaries ixnay the whole combat with the help of a dark side point. So, um, you're welcome. Your character's still that alive. That was really well done, all in real <laughs> yeah. time, too. That was I mean, that was an impressive uh, pivot. As they heard it, that's how it was happening, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, it, it was. That definitely wasn't written. I want to say that I feel like you're throwing a lot of stones in glass houses at me for playing a character that is uh, too close to home when you are rolling a combat medic. Yes. <laughs> yes. It it is like I, I apologize, but that's like that's that's part of my whole real life gig, and I dig that. So it's like as I, a professional, I have... as a professional healer, <laughs> you're playing a professional healer. I know, I know. So it's I, I really went heavy into into that line, and that line is taking me towards. And this, you know, I guess the little backstory to this is this entire line within the fantasy flight system within um, uh, this RPG system. This line that I decided to go down is taking me towards my ultimate goal of taking Master Doctor. Oh. It is in there, and that reminds me so much of Star Wars Galaxies, the MMORPG from years ago, that oh, yeah. still will yes. always have a very, very special place in my heart. That's what I'm working towards. You're on a so, trajectory to play your Star Wars, uh, yes. your Star Wars MMO character. 
I am. Now, the name's different. My Star Wars MMO character's name was Epi Nephrin. That was his name. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. How long have I known you, and I did oh, not no. know that your yeah. character's name was Epi Nephrin. Yes. That That's is amazing. first and last name. Hysterical. Yep, yeah. So I had some leftover points, and I decided, duh, to roll those extra 10 points that I had into medicine. Mm -hmm. So now mm -hmm. it's, I have quite the proficiency in medicine, which is uh, in an, uh, basically You're just going to be check, like so. floating through the battlefield. Yes, like a floating <laughs> back to tank. Yes. Just like, oh, I'm here to heal. <laughs> you get some healing. Oh. <laughs> you get some healing. <laughs> There's flowers coming out of your fingertips. <laughs> yes, I need like a oh. white resplendent doctor's robe That's to wear right. now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I that that pretty much sums up my uh, my point allocation. Okay, so that pretty much takes us uh, up to speed here. Everything else we're going to try to do uh, in universe, but there were there really was not a better way to do this. Uh, we just had to have a very quick breakdown as far as where our characters were and what was going on and everything like that. And so, without further ado, we will go back to the galaxy far, far away. Kron Colto, it is it is good to see you. I cannot say how happy I am to be back on the Galaxy Run. <sighs> I thought I might be a permanent resident of an Im Imperial prison, and I was not happy about that. How are you doing, my man? Well, friends, it is uh, it is very good to see you. Uh, it's it definitely sounds like you have had an eventful couple of days. Um, I know that you got a lot of work done and. Heck, I got a lot of work done, but I'm not going to lie. Like, I spent a lot of leisure time with old Clyde Tubbs. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, Sawyer, something you said or something you did really stuck with old Clyde Tubbs. He really dug you. I, fe I felt like we had a connection there. I felt like Clyde and I were really vibing. Do people say vibing still? I felt like we were vibing. Sure? That's what you got out of that, because because I didn't see it at all. Well, I mean, the, I had a it was a low bar because my friend over here, Vec Dugo, threatened his life, and so I didn't have to do a whole lot to be fairly, I don't know, magnanimous. I guess would be the word I'd use. Uh, Vec scratches up a, a match off in the corner and off off the, like a half smoked cigar that he's found, and it starts smoking. Where did you find a cigar? <laughs> Off a dead body over this thing's awesome. Man, you pick up all sorts of stuff while I'm not looking. Anyway, so, uh, sorry, Cron. Yeah, I felt like we were vibing. Was that not the case? Well, something magical must have happened because Clyde Tubbs really did take to you. And, you know, I, I got to tell you something I hadn't mentioned before. Clyde wanted you to have something. Dr. Cron Colto reaches back and he has a bag and he kind of opens up his, his bag and he pulls out a small spherical little miniaturized thing, a little piece of technology. And he hands it to Sawyer Jax. Oh my, oh my goodness. Is this, is this what I think it is, Cron? That right there, my friend, is a bona fide imperial made Recon Remote Minion. I have heard about these. These things are amazing. I could basically send this thing out 
and and follow it and it it looks like it like 360 degrees all directions everything like that i can this is the kind of stuff that like i, I pardon my language professional con man use uh, not that i would ever engage in in such behavior but i i feel like this is a this is a pretty big gift out of our out of our friend Clyde Tubbs. it, it kind of is and um yeah i mean that's that is a bona fide imperial piece of technology right there that, that was used in all kinds of things, I would, would imagine. Uh, surveillance, um, it, things got night vision on it. Um, it. That's kind of a cool little gift. Now, um, I don't really know how we're going to use it, but I'm pretty sure that thing's going to come in handy. And Beck, do you go, um, I don't think Clyde liked you very much because I really don't think Clyde gave you anything unless you find something special on the ship, but... He did kind of gift us all those combat thrusters, and I wouldn't take it personally, because, you know, Cly is, uh, he's got quite the storied past. Oh, yeah? You gonna yeah. elaborate? <laughs> all right, I was waiting for <laughs> I mean, more? I feel like you were about to say something, Kron, and Maybe. then you just kind of stopped, and poor yeah. Vex butt choked on his cigar. All right, well, I guess I'll just let you know. Like, Cly and I tossed a few back quite a bit while you guys were gone. Um, Hang so anyway. on. We were out there almost dying. I went through a sewer pipe, and you were back here drinking on the run? I threw my cigar. We didn't almost die. We're fine. Look at you. You're wearing girly pants, and you got a brand-new weird-looking shirt. Yeah. You didn't crawl through the sewer pipe, and I lost my resplendent robes. Anyway, yeah, please please do go on with your drinking stories, Kron. Well, anyway... While we were installing the combat thrusters, Cly and I just got to talking, and Cly was pretty open with a lot of stuff that was going on. Now, it turns out that Cly has always been the spaceport administrator, even during the time that the Empire occupied the planet. Now, he and Bronisaro, who we now know who that is very well, believe it or not, they were an item. Now, Bronisaro... Wait, has what? An item? Was she blind? Oh. No. Okay, well, let me just start there. Clyde Tubbs hasn't always been chubby. Okay? Oh, really? Ronisaro and Clyde were both very, very close. And when I say very close, they were an item. Now, this was during the time of the Empire. Bronisaro was actually the warden at the prison. That's her nickname. She actually was the warden at the prison. Now, she was very well respected yet very much feared as an imperial prison warden. Now, when everybody abandoned, when the Empire abandoned the planet and the prison, she decided to stay on. Now, the prisoners, they both feared and respected her, so many decided to stay on with her after the Empire left, and she began to form the Dune Mercs. That's just the name they ended up getting. Well, she was still dating Cly at the time, but they had some kind of a nasty breakup. It was something fierce. And Cly, Cly wasn't the one that initiated that breakup. So he had kind of a hard time with it. Poor Cly went through a period of stress eating after that nasty breakup. And he kind of let himself go. And, you know, listen, I got a soft spot in my heart for the guy. He really liked, well, at least two of us. And... He knows that what he did was put us in a position 
to hit her back hard. He used us as bait. Now, we kind of know that. Maybe that's kind of why the 1,500 credits came from Cly. And it's probably also why he gave us some gifts and gave us the combat thrusters. He knew we were going to have a problem with Bronisaro, who turns out, well, she's a real freaking piece of work. There's, so, a, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> I know. Are you t Okay, one, Clyde Tubbs is like a crime lord? Yeah. So what ended up happening is after their breakup, the Dune Mercs started to raid the spaceport. Clyde Tubbs was the owner and operator of the spaceport, and he basically controlled all travel in and out of the planet. Well, the Dune Mercs, who were robbing and pillaging everything else on the planet, they needed to get those goods off-world in order to get them sold. That's how they make their money. Well, Clyde Tubbs started to, uh, well, cause a bit of a choke point at the spaceport. So they started to attack him. Well, Clyde was so well-respected as a and such a nice guy that a lot of the prisoners ended up siding with Clyde, and hence the do-gooders were formed. Well, he decided to get into the uh, import-export business himself. And that's exactly what it ended up happening, is now you have two rival crime syndicates who just happened to have leaders that dated each other at one point. You can imagine the angst in between both of those conglomerates and, you know, all the action that took place afterwards. Hmm. Who would have thought? Clyde Tubbs then. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what you took out of that, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, oh, I, I see what you're saying. I feel, I feel like we might have been pawns for maybe the last couple 48 hours in like some sort of lover fight that's been going on for what I'm guessing has been decades. Uh, Clyde certainly didn't gain that weight yesterday. Uh, no, well, we're, let's don't fat shame the guy. I mean, geez, he's on keto. No, I mean, uh, he was. Not, he gave me this lovely remote. I, I love it. I, I, he's my new best friend uh, outside of you guys. But I, I'm, wow, that is. There's a lot going on there. But this, okay. So speaking of Brana Sorrow here, she. Uh, she doesn't sound too happy with us, and uh, I know that right now our new ship, well, our old ship with new combat thrusters is burning those up as fast as we possibly can to escape her. I'm guessing, and Vec, you correct me if I'm wrong here, that she's probably not going away, right? Like, she seems angry. Ah, uh, she's fine. She's just a big pussycat. She'll be, she's fine. Don't worry about her. We're okay. Oh, wait, wait, they are following us right now, though, right? Oh, okay. yeah, I mean, the radar still says they're back there. Oh, yeah, look at uh, that. Yeah, we're fine. Well, from what Cly said, I definitely would not, I would not underestimate her. Yeah, he says she's quite vengeful. But uh, anyhow, I think, uh, I think these combat thrusters are going to do us well for now. I know you guys picked up some materials, and uh, we've talked about it, but there was something that I wanted to bring up. In that holocron, that weird Sith guy did mention something about cryo grenades. I didn't. Oh pick yeah. Up any, I didn't pick up any cryo grenades. Did you see any cryo grenades? I pull one from my belt and click it in and like light, arm it and toss it toward you. Jeez, where did you get this? Did you gotta push? Hang on, hang on. Push the button. Push Disarm. the button. Disarm. Disarm. All right. Push it. Oh my god. 
Please don't do that. Throws a live fire. I I've never seen one of these before. This is a cryo grenade. That sounds bad. Is what is a what cryo cryo cold, right? So yeah. Ow. I thought you would have known what to do instead of start a conversation when I toss it. Well, I was not ready. You gotta warm a guy up, like three, two, one. Here's a cryo grenade type of stuff, you know. Instead Damn of- crazy gank. Okay, uh, cryo grenade, cryo grenade. Okay, do you have any more of these? I think I got two more. Hang on. Yeah, I got two more. Three cryo grenades. Uh, wait, Kron, the 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 the, the Sith. The Sith guy mentioned something about about cold and the provite, right? Like, I'll bet that's what those were for. Yeah. So in those notes that uh, that we went through, um, it had mentioned something about the provite slowing down when they're exposed to cold, and he had said that he originally went to Diesel Prime to test the response of the provite in a very hot environment, but what he transversely found out is that in cold environments, they actually slow down because he used cryogenics on them from what the research papers were saying. That's why his office, his his lab, was located inside the freezer of that prison. Oh, this makes a lot of sense now. Uh, okay, so well, well, let's just let's just real quick uh, level set here on on what we know right now. So we have we go on the ship, right? We go on the ship and we get chased by ghosts. <laughs> yeah, yes. Essentially, what we saw on that ship is that the provite can travel very quickly because the provite can almost immaterialize yeah. and take over a host. And that host that they take over will eventually start to look like that species. Like the eyes will move from the front of the of the head in their normal position and then start to work their way slowly, which has got to be incredibly painful, toward the side of the head. Vec, you saw something like that in that uh, in, in that chamber, right? Yeah, you know, looked uncomfortable. Not on my top five of want-to-do list. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I, I Okay, so, well, okay, this makes a little bit of sense then because that's probably why they didn't leave the ship in the first place, right? Because it was cold out in space. Now, the mystery we're still yet to unlock is how these provite are connected to some type of some type of well of life, some type of eternal type of life. Yeah. That's what we're trying to figure out. I mean, that's kind of all we know, right? Like we got a we got a Sith, we got a Sith Lord that's experimenting on provite trying to find the I don't know, some sort of like immortality. Yeah, something like that. Colta, how are you doing? I feel like we should ask you how you like you're personally doing. How are you personally doing? I'm personally fine. I've been caffeined up for a couple of days. The baristas on uh, Diesel Prime were absolutely amazing at the spaceport, so that was pretty fantastic. I got uh, got the download and the skinny from you guys a couple times. I understand you were under some pretty intense sniper fire. I don't know what happened there, but you came back with a pretty cool looking helmet. You're no longer wearing your robes. Like, I'm not sure what happened there. I mean, what's the deal with the skinny jeans? You joined a uh, boy band or something? I mean, I'm, uh, look, there's auditions all the time. You never know when an opportunity is going to strike. So uh, aside from that, uh, you did punch in the hyperspace coordinates that, uh, that, that came, with that, uh, came with that Sith holocron, right? Yes. Actually, there was, a, there was a data chip, and that data chip had the coordinates to our next spot. 
Okay, good, because I'm not real sure how long burning out these combat thrusters is going to last here, but they, uh, they, they seem pretty intent on, on finding us, and, and I'd just as soon uh, punch into hyperspace the second that we possibly can. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Clyde Tubbs knew exactly what he was doing when he gave us these combat thrusters. These were brand new combat thrusters, and he reassured me that pretty much anything in the galaxy is not going to be able to catch us in combat. Now, of course, it's not hyperspace, but I don't think we're going to have a problem with the people who are supposedly trailing us. We're probably outrunning them as we speak. I love it. Oh, look. Hey, we got an incoming message. This is Wild Space Agent Liaison Elise Tibner. Agent Jex, Agent Colto, and Agent Dugo, you have failed to report on your last assignment for approximately 48 hours. You are off mission. Advise immediately or Wild Space Corporation will take recovery measures, including, but not limited to, termination and recovery of any Wild Space assets. Uh, 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 Does that mean we're on a coaching plan? Kron, say something. Um, um... Uh, uh, Wild Space, um, I can, can you, uh, can you hear us? Can you hear us clearly? Um, I suppose you can. Well, um, hmm. I su uh, suppose we got to update you on, on what's been happening. We've, uh, we've, we've just, uh, we're leaving, uh, Diesel Prime, which was a, a very hot planet, very hot. Um, we had some, guys, what? You're doing what great. You're I doing tell? great. Keep it up. Keep we're going. You're, you're awesome. Okay, um, so... We, uh, we were being chased by some bandits here, and um, I suppose I should talk about the recovery of the ship we were supposed to recover. Um, That's a good start. Yeah, go with that. Lean into it. First of all, that uh, ship didn't have anything on it but a bunch of uh, dust from dead bodies. So that's that's the first thing. Um, second thing is um, we were... Um, uh, the technology on that ship was just nothing that we could hack. That was an old ship. And I really don't think Wild Space Megacorp had a yard big enough to house the ship, but we couldn't get it started anyway. So we uh, we got uh, trailed by some Imperials. Do you think she's by yet? Uh, wait, and, yeah, she's, you're doing great. Keep going. Keep it up. So we were get, we left that ship and we were getting trailed by some Imperials. Uh, we tried to get a hold of you a couple times, but apparently out in in, in wild space, what are you doing? Uh, the communications is is not real good. So we had communication failure. Failure. Uh, we filled out the correct paperwork on the communication failure. We were going to give that to you when we got back into port. I don't know if she believes us. No, okay, guys. tag me in. Tag me in. Keep tag going. me in. Tag me in. Okay. Okay. Uh, we our navigator uh, here uh, is is going to uh, update you on the status of the uh, the ship. Okay. Uh, here he is. Oh wait, that's no, that's uh, oh crap. In fact, you take the navigation part. No. Yeah. No. Okay. The navigation. Oh. We're doing good. We're going straight. Intended course. Uh. We're. Oh God. <laughs> okay, tag me in. Tag me in. Help, help, help. All right, go, 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 go. Uh, hello, uh, Agent Tibner. This is, uh, this is Sawyer Jax. Uh, I'm the pilot of this ship and, and uh, general morale uh, leader. Uh, I was... Uh, I was going to advise you on a couple things here. Uh, my my cohort has has already correctly informed you that the ship that we were sent to recover uh, was filled with uh, dead people and 
maybe ghosts. Uh, and uh, on top of that, it was a really big ship. We were not going to get that thing back. Like when I say big, I mean big, big, big. So uh, no, no, the mission was was a scrap from the beginning. However, however, and guys, I think I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna come clean with her. We're gonna see where this just thing goes. Just be straight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. So. Uh, Here's the thing. Um, so we got a communication kind of from what we think was a Sith Lord. And I know that when those words come out of my mouth that they don't sound very real. But I swear to you, I swear to you on my honor, uh, whatever is left of that, that it, 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 it is absolutely true. And he sent us off to Diesel Prime. But here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. We had a meeting amongst ourselves, and we think that we may be onto something that is worth a lot, a lot of money. Maybe. I, I, I mean, what is immortality? You think you think worth uh, to somebody? And to discuss and to discuss this, I'm going to hand you off to our chief scientist, Kron Colto, uh, Doctor Colto. Oh, okay. So, um, I know all this probably sounds very strange, ma'am, but it actually is the truth. Uh, that ship was, was way too big to scrap. Uh, that ship was bona fide haunted, whether or not you believe in it or not. But there was, from what we've been able to gather, is a species on that ship that a Sith alchemist was experimenting on. And he is given us breadcrumbs, which we're following in the form of holocrons, which are leading us to what he is certain is the secret to immortality. I realize that sounds just about as strange as the Force and Jedi and Dark Jedi, and I, I get it, it's sorcery. But I've seen stranger things in my time in the Empire, and I do have it on good authority to believe that this particular Sith alchemist, a little sadistic, but I truly believe that this is something that could be realized if we're to stay on this breadcrumb trail. Now, Vec, Vec, tell him about the eyes. Tell him about the eyes. And the, and the, the, the eyes the are. The guy in the chamber. There, there was a guy in a chamber, and uh, I, I this is why I can shoot people. Their eyes were moved. Their eyes moved. They were on the side of their head. They look like fish. Oh, uh, tell them how many people that we 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 almost had to kill on the way. That'll help oh, sell we, it. We killed thousands on the way. Thousands, huh? <laughs> That's what you're going with. Okay. I don't talk for reasons. Yeah, you better just take I, back over, Cron. <laughs> I believe our gang friend is uh, is he's a man of very few words, and some of those words um, aren't actually. Uh, true or factual. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep us back on, on track here. Uh, Ma'am, I do believe that this could be quite a lucrative opportunity. And I, I would ask that you, um, you kindly don't send out the hunter killers for us quite yet. Because what I do believe is we're telling you the truth and we're going to we're going to cut you in on this if you're interested in it. This could be quite a lucrative opportunity if we were just allowed the freedom 
to continue this investigation. Yeah, this is uh, Sawyer Sawyer Jacks, uh, uh, chief computer uh, technology uh, advisor and, and generally above average, good looking uh, member of the crew. I I just wanted to uh, just reiterate as strongly as 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 possible how little we want the hunters to come out after us uh from wild space we we truly did not intend to go this far off mission but uh we've we've discovered something that is just just potentially could be the biggest thing for the bottom line of the dubs uh financial quarterly statements uh it, it could be it could be very very good for all all of us in in a corporate sort of sense so uh so uh so what do you think uh, about that does that sound like uh like something that uh, that the dub might not kill us for okay this got real in a hurry didn't it boys i knew there was something up with this assignment the way i see it is this you got two choices. You either try to go off radar and the dub sends out hunters, which means you're as good as galactic dust, or you take door number two. Door number two is this. I hate this job. I hate this company. I'm not going to fill you in on the details of why, but I'm sure you can guess how we all end up working for the dub. How about all of us make some serious credits and we all retire somewhere nice? Separately, I mean. You are chasing this immortality cure, and I've got the contacts to offload it for credits. You will contact me in 48 hours. In the meantime, I'll make up some story about how our original mission ran into time delays. If I don't hear from you in 48 hours, it's hunter time and you're all blaster marks on a wall somewhere in the outer rim. But if you make progress, we all get closer to Fallujah Mangi's liquor cocktails on the beach. Again, separately. You guys in? What kind of drink was that? Was that English? Fallujah Mangi's liquor. Those, those, those are good drinks, my friend. Those are good. Those are good drinks. Is, is the intercom on? I don't. I, what's the little, what's the little headphones icon mean? I, is it the little headphones or the little, the, the other one? I think the little microphone one means that it's on, so it's off. Uh no. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's off now. Okay. Oh, okay. She sounds hot. I don't know. I can never tell. I've been fooled before by that, though. So, uh, long story. Don't rely solely on that. Could well, be a droid. Unlikely a droid. <laughs> I haven't been oh. fooled that badly. <laughs> oh, okay. So, I, uh, what do you think? I don't think we have any other choice but to cut her in. I'd rather just cut her and then split it four ways other than cut in all of the dub. Yeah. Let's cut her uh, in and get one of them Fallujian drinks. Yeah, I think. Uh, here, hang on one second. Okay. Uh, Ms. Tibner, please stand by. We are uh, currently weighing our options. Thank you. Okay, I hit the button again. I think I think I we can, can tie with bottles like music. a second. Do we have weight music? That would be awesome. No, you don't need to provide the weight music. We either have it or oh. we don't. Oh, well, okay. Okay. Does your helmet have it? Does your helmet have weight music? That's a great idea. I don't think it does. Oh, for Criff's sake. What? Why are, are we so doing aggressive? this or are we not doing this? We're doing it. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're doing it, right? Dude, okay. Dude. <laughs> okay, I'm pushing the button, all right? All right, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Miss uh, Miss Agent Liaison uh, Tibner, uh, we would uh, very much like to take you up on your offer. Uh, most importantly, the part uh, where 
where we do the things that you say and you don't send out the people that are going to kill us and we will uh, all get rich and enjoy some of those uh, Fallujian Mangies liquor cocktails. I don't believe that Vec Duco is a big drinker, uh, but uh, I think that he would learn to love those, especially the beach part. I could just see a gank hanging out uh, on the beach in a, in a onesie. I think that'd be a good look for him. Uh, am, I, am I elaborating a little too much? The answer is yes. Uh, guys, are we in agreement that, that this is a yes? Yeah. Uh, I absolutely think this is probably the most logical option is for us to fully agree with doing this. Now, now what I would say is if you could please, ma'am, find it in your heart to maybe find us some upgrades for this ship. I mean, this ship is not cutting it. We're barely scraping by with the credits we have, and we're having to upgrade this out of our own pockets. So if there's any possible way, it, it surely would help. Yeah, uh, I, I totally agree. That, that would be fantastic. But at the, at the end of the day, the answer is, uh, the answer is, is yes. Then get on with it. Clock's ticking. Just like that? I, get, I guess good? that's it. Hey, what's that? Is the calm? Is the calm off? I, th I think she just hung up. I mean, it's she sounds hot. I'm just saying. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Remember when I told you I'd never been fooled by a droid before? That was a lie. I definitely got fooled by a droid once. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad time. I won't talk about it. But <laughs> hey, what's that beeping? Uh, Mr. Pilot, that would be the hyperdrive letting you know that it's ready to go. Oh, right, right. We still got those people behind us. Okay, how about we go on to wherever these coordinates tell us we're going? Does that sound good to you? Let's do it. This is a Space Wizards Tavern production. 